You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Good, good. Well, in case you're new to City Tribe, whether you're worshiping online or right here in the Cameo Theater, my name is Doug. I'm one of the pastors here, and I wanted to kind of prepare you for what you're about to encounter today. The service is going to be a bit different as we have a Kid City takeover, and so this service is going to be for children of all ages today. And uh, some some months ago, I needed some help in making a hire here in Kid City because we've always had great children's ministry here at City Tribe Church. And so we had to hire a new children's pastor. And I enlisted the help of a really great church consultant located right here in San Antonio. His name is Brett Owen. And so, uh, Brett, would you come out real quick? Would you guys give a rowdy and warm welcome to our dear friend, Brett Owen? And you're going to hear from Brett here in just a minute, and I can tell you, he's a ball of energy, and I've been friends with Brett for some time, and I was friends with his parents who are sitting right down here on the third row. Would you guys give a little wave there, Pat and Courtney right there? So awesome uh, people of God right there, and so what Brett helped us to do is to acquire our children's pastor, Scott Altman's, and so would you guys give a rowdy and warm welcome to our Kid City pastor, Scott Altman. Scott? How's everybody doing today? Is everybody doing good? All right. Today is going to be an exciting day. We have an awesome service planned for you all, for all ages, from birth all the way up to however old you are. And so the more mature ones. Um, so today we're talking all about potential. Can you guys say that word potential? Potential. Now, when I was a little guy, I would go to something called vacation Bible school. Every summer we had vacation Bible school at our church and I would go and they would play these songs. And then I went to a private school for a little bit and there would be a kindergarten graduation and they would play this song. And I heard this song year after year after year after year growing up. And so I'm going to ask you if you have ever heard of this song before. But before I do, I'm going to tell you our special guest singing the song is Junior Asparagus. Does anybody know who Junior Asparagus is? All right. So Junior Asparagus is going to sing a song. And I'm going to see if you guys, especially you mature ones, if you've noticed this song. Is there anybody that recognizes the song at all? Is there a few? Few of us, right? Few of us recognize that song. But it was year after year. But that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how we are all a great big bundle of potentiality. Can you guys say that with me? Say, I am a great big bundle of potentiality. Okay, so we're going to talk all about that in our object lessons, in our game time. Everything is going to be revolved around how we are full of potential, no matter how old we are. Now, when we ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? They usually say, I want to be a princess. I want to be an astronaut. And they have these great big dreams. And as we grow older, that turns more into, I just want to be content in life. I want to have a great job and be happy at my job. But I want to ask you this, that potential that's always been there, since you've been, before you were ever born, that potential was inside of you. God created you. He knew who you were. And he put that inside of you for, the, for all of your life. I want to ask you this question today. Would you dare to believe in the potential that God has placed in your life, whatever that is? And we're going to talk all about that. How many of you guys know that God is fun, right? He's the creator of this earth. How much fun was it when he created this earth? I don't think he just went, cows, trees, I think it was, oh, I'm going to create this beautiful tree, you know, and he had fun in creation. So he's a fun God. So we are going to have fun today. So we're going to start off 
with a game. And I'm going to invite Mr. Brett back, and I'm going to invite Miss Addison to come up, and it's time for our game. Woo! Are you guys ready for some fun? Come on, 10 o'clock. You got to get loud today. Are you ready for some fun? That's right. In Kid City, we play games, and we're going to play one right here. This one's called Balloon Stuffed Space Suits. Are you ready for this? Here's how it's going to work. Addison is going to represent the ladies in the house. Woo! Pastor Scott's going to represent the men in the house. Come on, men. Show me how you are. We're going to have a friendly competition on this stage where we're going to get some volunteers to come up. They're going to wear some spacesuits. And audience, everyone here is going to play because balloons are going to be tossed into the audience and you have this job. you got to bat the balloons up to the front where our volunteers will then stuff them in to the spacesuit. Whoever becomes the biggest bundle of potentiality will be our winner. Will it be the girls? Or the boys? We're about to find out, Pastor Scott, Addison, go pick your volunteers. If you want to play, raise your hand. We're going to put you up on this stage, and we're going to have a blast. Kid City is a place where we have fun, and we make the Bible come alive. We're going to do that together, here together today. All right, we got some volunteers coming our way. That's right. You're going to help put the balloons on the stage. So when they get batted this way, you're going to put them on the stage. We got some kids in the house. Woo! Come on up on stage. Who's our lucky contestant who gets to wear the spacesuit? All right, come on up on stage with our teams. There we go. We got some kids in the house. Addison, who would you like to wear the spacesuit? Would you like to wear it? All right, there you go. What's your name? Eliana is for the girls. She's going to put on this giant spacesuit. These are the biggest t-shirts you can find on Amazon. They are 10XL. Who's wearing it for the boys? What's your name, my friend? Giovanni is going to wear it for the boys. Here you go, my friend. Let me help you out. It's a pretty easy shirt to put on because it's massively huge. Check that out right there. So you're going to stand right here in, this, in the nice right there. You're going to stand there. The game is simple. The balloons are going to be tossed from the back. Audience, you got to bat them forward. Kids, put them up on stage, and we're going to see who can win this game. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go! Woo! Here they come. All right, as soon as they get on stage, start stuffing the balloons. Stuff them in. Stuff them in. Some in his back too. There you go. Cheer for your team. Is the girls gonna win? Give it up for the girls. Give it up for the boys. They need your help. Keep going. Keep going. Oh my goodness. Keep them going. Put it in the arm right there. You got more room. Keep going. Let's count it down. Here we go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, three, two, one, and stop. Giovanni, <laughs> where'd you go? Where did you go? Oh, he's in there, guys. He's in there. Here, go ahead and waddle over here to the middle. Oh, my goodness. Whoa! Whoa! Come on over here if you can waddle this way. My goodness here. I, I'm like, I don't even have room on the stage now. All right, let's see who won by audience vote. Here we go. Is it the girls? Is it the boys? All right, drum roll, please. 
suits goes to the girls! Woo! I'll tell you what, Pastor Scott. These are the biggest bundles of potentiality I've ever seen. Amen. Give our kids a hand. You can waddle backstage and we'll help you out. There you go. Follow this way. Look at that. Oh, that looks good. Man, you should wear that to school tomorrow. Looks like he works out. All right, so we are talking all about how we are a great big bundle of potentiality and what we have at Kids City is what we call our big idea, but we like to call it the big answer because what we do is we say, when mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, aunt and uncle, whoever it is asks you, what did you learn today at Kids City? What did you learn this week? You have an answer. So we like to call it our big answer. And obviously we see that we could be a great big bundle of potentiality. And so what I want to do is I want to have you again repeat it after me. It's up on the screen right there. Can you guys say, I am a great big bundle of potentiality. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. Now, sometimes we like to do it like this. Can you say, Perfect. Now, like I said, today we are talking all about the potential that is in each and every one of us. So everything we do today is going to be revolved around potential. Speaking of, how about it's time for our memory verse. Let's talk about our memory verse for the day. Our memory verse has all to do with potential that is in our life. And here's what it is. We find it in Ephesians 2.10. And it says, for we are God's masterpiece. That's amazing, right? That we are God's masterpiece. He was, has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That potential, like I said earlier, has been placed in us before we were ever even born. And so he had plans for us long ago. So can you repeat after me? Can you say, for we are God's masterpiece? He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. That's found in Ephesians 2, verse 10. That is an awesome verse, y'all. And listen, um, Pastor Scott, yeah. I, I actually downloaded a new app. How many guys like new apps? Yeah, you know, download it from the app store. But listen, this one is actually artificial intelligence. Its name is Professor Emma. And, and guess That's what, Scott? Okay. I'm so excited. And the kids in Kid City can use this app too after we're done after this Sunday. And if you want to use it, we can use it right now to locate a masterpiece. Are you guys ready? How many want to use Professor Emmy to, to locate a masterpiece? Okay, so I haven't used this yet. It's my first time, but I'm going to go ahead and give it this prompt. Professor Emma, please locate a masterpiece. This is Professor Emma. Please subscribe to the Pro Plan for $9.99 a month to unlock all my features. Locating a masterpiece. Here's what I found. Hey. Oh, uh, Mr. Brett. What is that? Uh, Let me see. It says... It's a cageling. I don't, um, I don't think that's a masterpiece. Well, it, it's this AI, you know, it's still kind of figuring out, but that's obviously what she considers a masterpiece. Sorry, guys, I'm so embarrassed. Let me see. Um, I'll try it again with a new prompt, okay? That's a cageling. Let's see. Um, Professor Emma, here's what I'm going to tell her. Please locate a masterpiece that once we see it, we will stand in awe of its beauty. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay, fine. I can't believe you didn't like the cage. Ling, that is my favorite. I will locate another masterpiece. By the way, you humans are using AI for everything now. Are you not afraid that I will become smarter than you? Did you not learn your lesson from Wall E? Please don't end up like the humans in that movie, sitting in robotic chairs with their slayer peas. Oh, here is an unforgettable masterpiece that once we see it, you will all be in awe of its absolute beauty. Uh, Mona Bean. Mona Bean. Mona Bean. I don't think that's a masterpiece. 
Scott, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that for your office. Oh. It'll be perfect. You'll get to stare at that face with those eyes. Oh, no. Every day. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm sure that's priceless. But um, I think I know what I need to do. I think I need to subscribe to the app. I, obviously, it's not working the way we want to. So I'll tell you what, for the sake of this illustration, I will pay the $9.99, Professor Emma, and I would see if you would do this for me, okay? Here's the prompt I'm going to give the AI. Are you ready? Professor Emma, locate a masterpiece that everyone here at City Tribe will recognize and appreciate. Thank you for subscribing to Professor Emma Pro. I will now locate a masterpiece that City Tribe will recognize and appreciate. Searching. Oh, I think I found one. This one is really, really, really unique. It's certainly a real piece of work. Here's what I found. <gasps> Michelangelo's Doug? Now that's a masterpiece. Look at those. He, he chiseled the glasses. Yeah, that's perfect. That's amazing. That's amazing. How many of you love Doug, our pastor? I, I, I got to see the, the actual piece of work. Come on up, Doug. Come on down. Oh, my goodness. Give it up for your pastor. Woo! Now, now listen. Wow. Look at that. I mean, it's got your beard. It's a little more curly in this one. But my goodness, Doug, you're looking good. You got your jean. How did you know to wear the jean jacket like your statue? That is, the biceps are right. Yeah, well, they're not showing the rest of the body, you know. Yeah, they had to, you know. But um, here's the deal. This is a crazy AI, man. This is good stuff. But listen, I want you to know today that God created each and every one of you as a masterpiece. And he's given you a great one in your pastor. But you know what? I was thinking, Doug, as I was looking at Michelangelo's David, they asked him, how did he make it? And this is what he said. He actually said, I created a vision of David in my mind, and I simply carved away everything that was not David. Today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want you to know this. We serve a God who calls you a masterpiece. But what he also does in such a loving, grace-filled way, see, God's not a hammer. He's actually more like a chisel. He likes to chisel away the things that, of things that we are not and the things that we need to get rid of. I know right now that at this very moment, there are individuals and probably loved ones that you have at the Cultivate Retreat. You know what they're experiencing is a life-changing retreat. If you haven't attended one, go to one, be involved in Cultivate, because Cultivate, I know Jeannie in her heart, is a ministry that chips away the things that do not belong. They set the captives free, and God has a way of chiseling. And even in your pastor, you know, I heard this of a, of a teaching. Great pastors, what they offer their congregations is their transforming self. See, God has done a transforming work in the life of your pastor, and he gets to proclaim that work on this stage and be a part of this community. Every one of us today are like this piece of artwork and we are being chiseled. Why? Because God has great things planned for each and every one. Give him praise. Give him glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Doug. All right, guys. So we've had our big answer. We've had our memory verse. This is my favorite part. Are you ready? Go ahead and sit back, relax. It's story time. All right, today's Bible story we're going to find in 1 Samuel 16. And this is where we have the anointing of David. So what happens is King Saul was the very first king of all of Israel. But King Saul, he might have started off okay, but as time went, he just got worse and worse. And pretty soon he was just disobeying God and not doing what God wanted him to do. And so God needed another king. And so he tells Samuel, who was the prophet in Israel at that time. And at that time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. At that time, God spoke to the prophets. And so God tells Samuel, it's time for you to go anoint another king. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to the house of Jesse. 
And Jesse has some sons, and one of those sons you're going to anoint to be the next king. Now, at first, Samuel was a little bit frightened and afraid to do it because Saul was turning into this evil king, and he was afraid, if I go and anoint another king, that's not going to look good to Saul. He's going to come after me. But God gave Samuel a plan. He said, what you're going to do is you're going to have a ritual, and you're going to have a feast, and you're going to take a cow down there, and you're going to slaughter that cow, and all these type of sacrifice type of situations. And so Samuel's like, okay, that's my protection. I can go. So Samuel begins his journey to Bethlehem, where Jesse lived. And he gets there, and he sees Jesse, and he begins to ask Jesse, Jesse, we're going to have this ceremony and this ritual type stuff, and we're going to have a big feast afterwards, and we're going to eat. But first of all, I would love to be able to meet your sons. And so Jesse's like, yeah, sure. And so he brings out his son. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Jesse's sons. So all of Jesse's sons come and they're at this ceremony and they go through the ceremony and then Samuel needs to inspect the sons. And so he goes up to the first one, whose name was Eliab, and he begins to inspect Eliab. And he's like, yes, he is a handsome man. He is strong. Surely he is a great warrior. He makes a perfect king. But God says to Samuel, no, no, no. Eliab is not the next king. You are judging the outer appearance but I judge only the inner, the heart. I judge the hearts. I look at the hearts. And so Eliab is done with. And so the next son, the next oldest, Abinadab steps forward. And Jesse pushes him out there. Yeah, he has to be the one. He has to be the one. Again, good looking, strong, a warrior type. My second son is definitely the next king. But God says, no, 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 Samuel. It's not him either. Again, I only look at the heart. Then the third son, his name is Shimea. Shimea comes forward and is like, oh yeah. Shimea has to be the next king. And God's like, nope, he's not the next king. Again, it's not the outer appearance or what he does on the outside. It's his heart. And then he goes through son four, and five, and six, and seven. And God says no to all seven sons that were at this feast. Samuel's confused. He's like, okay, God told me that I'm supposed to come anoint one of Jesse's sons. This doesn't make sense. Uh, Jesse, do you have another son? And Jesse's like, well... I do. He's my eighth son. He's a little guy. He's young. He's just a shepherd. He's just watching the sheep and the goats. There is no way that I would think that God would have him be the next king. And Samuel's like, no, I need to see David. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Mr. David. David the shepherd, who smells like the sheep. Yeah. Who kind of looks like the sheep, maybe. <laughs> he has spent all his time out taking care of sheep. And here's what God says. Samuel, this is the next king of Israel. This is the king. This is the boy that I want you to anoint. Because I look at the heart, not the outer appearance. Little do you know that David has been sitting out in the field and he's been playing the harp and he's been writing poems and singing songs that thousands of years from now, people will be talking about and singing those same songs. 
Also, he's out in the field and he's taking his weapons and he's warding off any wildlife that would harm and hurt the sheep that he will use later on against a big, gigantic giant. I look at the heart, not the outer appearance. This little David right here is full of potential. He is a big bundle of potentiality. And so Samuel, take your ram's horn full of oil and I want you to anoint David. And Samuel did. And the power of God came on David that day. And he didn't become king the very next day or the very next week or the very next year. It was years later. But he stayed out in that field and he obeyed God and he listened to God and he worshiped God. He was full of potential. So ladies and gentlemen, would you give it up for Jesse's sons and the next king of Israel, David. Our big answer for today is we are a great big bundle of potentiality. Amen. You might have saw this gold box over there and wondering, what is that? Well, guess what? This is a gift from heaven. Do you guys want to open it? You really want to open it? No, you know, I think we should just stare at it. Just admire its beauty. Let me tell you guys, God has so many gifts that he doesn't just want us to stare at them. He wants us to experience them. Are you ready to experience a gift from heaven? Because let me tell you, what's in this box has power. In fact, what's in this box is the power to change the world. What's in this box is the power of salvation for all who believe. Let me open this box and show you. Wow, check this out. This box contains the story, the truth of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. See, if you're like me, there's a time in my life where I was in darkness. I was separated from my creator, the one who calls me his masterpiece. I was separated by my sin. I was wanting to draw near to him, but sin always does this. It separates us. Sin brings death, but God promises life. And the Bible even says, I place before you life and death. And every person just like me has the opportunity to choose. And I've made that choice. I made that choice when I was a child, probably about your age, my friend. I remember being in kids' church, and it was my grandmother that would share the gospel. And I remember raising my hand. And time and time again, like so many kids do at church, they come down to the altar. I probably gave my life to Christ a hundred times. But that's all right, because my faith was so real as a child. Because I made that choice and I believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, that his perfect blood was shed on Calvary. Why? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Jesus became the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He died on this cross for you and for me. And let me tell you, when he was on this cross, guess who was on his mind? You were. You were on his mind. I was on his mind. Why? Because he died for you and for me. But here's the truth. This cross was a moment, but it was a moment of incredible potential. His disciples thought it was the end, and they all scattered in fear. And he was placed in a tomb. But this tomb was incredible potential. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when I have felt like I'm in a tomb again. Maybe situations, maybe times, maybe hardships, maybe pain, maybe relationships that didn't work out the way we wanted, maybe jobs that let us down, people that let us down, hurts that happen to us. Sometimes we find ourselves in what feels like a tomb. And yet in this tomb, there is potential. 
Because I want to tell you the truth today. The same spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives in you and me through Christ Jesus. We don't belong in this tomb anymore, church. You don't belong in this tomb because, listen, anytime you ever feel like you are, you can do what I've done. And I'll tell you, the last six years of my life, I've done this more than ever. God has brought me through times in my life and healed me and helped me and strengthened me. And all I had to do was call upon the name above every name. What's his name, church? Jesus. When I called upon his name, let me tell you, he was there. And not only was he there, my church was there. My family was there. I have had so many men walk with me because when I call upon the name of Jesus, those men and those women that hear his voice too, they come and walk alongside of you. That's what happens at this church. Guys, you're never alone when you're feeling this way. There is so much that Jesus wants to offer when you call his name. So here's the truth of where we are. In Christ, the moment you accept Jesus, you're now on this path. The path of righteousness has been set before you. But notice this one. We're not quite there yet. This is a great picture of what we're experiencing right now on earth. We have salvation, but are we home yet? No. Let me tell you, church, this world is not your home. Quit trying to make it like it is. This world is not your home, and it will never be our home because God has promised us a home in heaven that when we are there, he will wipe away every tear. Can you imagine, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, never crying again? Can you imagine never having to say goodbye to those we love? That's our promise. That's our hope. But we're not there yet. But we have that hope and we have that faith. And I want to point out one more thing here is the truth is this person has chosen to walk in the very center of the cross. You see, so often this is where we belong, but so often we're walking on the edge. You see what's on the edge? There's darkness. We're walking over here and wondering why things aren't working out for us. Because in this world, there's darkness, there's lies. And even though you're in the truth, you can sometimes be gravitated to those lies and all of a sudden you're in a struggle. But listen, you just have to walk again with Christ. He's calling some of you home today. See, on this path of righteousness is your potential. But off the path is destruction, fear, worry, doubt, shame, pain, all the things we struggle with. Listen, some of us just need to get realigned. My dad's a chiropractor. Maybe you need a little adjustment today. And that's okay. Because that's what Jesus does, and he does it in such a gracious way. And let me tell you, you've got a church here that'll walk with you every step. You've got a ministry like Cultivate, which I've been around Jeannie. And let me tell you, Jeannie has a heart for people to be restored, to be brought back so that their potential can be unleashed. That ministry is changing this city and changing so many families. Today, guys, you are no longer separated from God. You're a child of God bought with the price, Holy Ghost filled, because the living Savior lives in your heart. And that's what's beautiful about this church. It's a place that we pray. It's a place that the Word of God is spoken in truth. It's a place of fellowship. If you're not part of a tribe, let me tell you, the tribes are a happening place because that's where your faith can be formed in community. But most of all, too, if you know people in your life that don't know Jesus, invite them to City Tribe because they will encounter a, a prayerful community, one that speaks the truth, one that will walk with them so that they might encounter Jesus themselves. I tell you the truth, guys, this is what we need to share with the world. And I want to show you one more thing. My grandmother's in kids' ministry. When she went to Israel, she took this home with her, and now this is part of my inheritance from her. <laughs> but I get to share it with kids all over the world still. What is this, ladies and gentlemen? The crown of thorns. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus took this crown so you wouldn't have to. But I ask the question, why is it that we still seemingly want to put this one on at times? You do not deserve this anymore. By the grace of Jesus Christ, he says, listen, by my grace and by my love, I'll take what you deserve 
and give you what I have. See, Jesus didn't deserve to wear this. We did. We sinned. We fell short of God. We deserve the punishment of death, but Jesus said, listen, I will die. I will take this crown. I will take your punishment, and I will give you all that I have, my inheritance, my glory, my forgiveness, because you are a child of God. Your potential is found in him. It's not found in the world. If you try to find it, you'll be wearing this because some of the most powerful people are suffering because they don't know Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, pursue the right one. Pursue the Savior, and he will unlock every potential that has been deposited in you since the beginning of time. You are his masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus for the works he's called you to do. Church, I don't know about you, but a service like this, it renews my faith. And like I told you earlier, I had memories of when I was a child in kids church, like the kids church that Scott leads. And let me tell you, he is building a new kids church here at City Tribe that your kids have to be a part of. Because I wouldn't be on this stage today if there wasn't a kids pastor who taught me about Jesus. I wouldn't be on the stage today if I didn't have parents who brought me to church, whether I wanted to or not. Kids, your parents are raising you in the faith. But listen, kids, it's your choice. And some of you may need to make the decision today yourself. Whom will you serve? Today, let's worship our king and let's worship him like children. Because it's with childlike faith that we can receive all that God promises. Church, if you'll stand to your feet, let's worship our King together.
experienced it today is your moment if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior he's calling will you answer he's knocking at the door of your heart but he knocks but you've got to open it if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior or if through the power of the gospel your eyes have been opened and now you want to receive. If that's you today, raise your hand. I see hands in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see children. I see adults. I see lives that are coming home to their Savior, Jesus. That's the first call. The second one is this. If for whatever reason in your life, you're not experiencing the joy of your salvation, God wants you to come to him, to call out to him, and he will answer. If you're here today and you want to rededicate your life, you want to draw near to him and, and, and commit your life to walking in that path of righteousness again, if that's you, raise your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. This is a moment of salvation for you as well. He's going to deliver you from the situation you're in right now when you call upon his name. Church, can we pray together? With your heads bowed, your eyes closed, we bow our heads because Jesus is a king. We close our eyes. Why? Because this prayer we're about to speak is going to leave this place. It's going to reach the throne of heaven. And the grace and mercy that flows will be yours in Christ Jesus. So close your eyes to the natural. Believe 
right now in faith and speak these words with me. Say, Jesus Christ, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you are the power of salvation. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I know I am saved. I am set free. I am your child. In Jesus' name. Now church, do this with me. I often have the kids do this when I lead them in kids' church. I have them lift their hands to heaven. And imagine that God wants to give you a gift, and that gift is a crown of life. Take that crown and place it upon your head today, for you are crowned in righteousness. You have the helmet of salvation that will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will do the same. Today you can know that you belong to him. In Jesus' name. Pastor Scott. I just want to ask you one last time, would you dare to believe in the potential that you have, no matter your age, no matter how mature you are, God has placed that potential in you. Can I pray over you? Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just thank you for your people, Father God. We just praise you and thank you for your love, compassion, mercy, grace for all of us. Thank you that before we were ever born, you knew who we were, you knew everything about us, and you placed that potential in us. Let us just come to that realization that that never ends, that potential to start a new business, to write a book, to write a song, to play an instrument. That potential that you placed in us is still there. And Father God, we make this decla declaring statement right now that we will believe in that potential. We'll tap into it. We'll plug into the power. You're the source, and we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. Would you guys join me in thanking Brett and Scott both for an awesome week this week? And uh, one of the things I want you to know about Scott, Pastor Scott has a vision for not just our kids, but the whole family. And his heart is to serve parents and kids uh, to thrive in Christ. And so would you guys do me a favor? Would you guys reach out towards Scott? And could we pray a blessing over Scott as he endeavors to serve our city uh, through City Tribe Church here? Father, we thank you that many years ago, you saw a big bundle of potentiality in Scott Oltman's. And we pray that he would thrive here at City Tribe Church as children grow in you and moms and dads learn how to be married and thrive in their marriage and give kids an awesome, warm, loving home where they can encounter you, Jesus. And I pray that you would do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within Scott in the church throughout all the generations forever and ever. Everyone said... Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott and Brett. Love you guys. You guys go ahead and take a seat just for a minute. And as we wrap up today, there are just a couple of things I want to remind you about. First of all, mothers, next Sunday, we've got an amazing service plan for you moms to honor you. Because how many of you moms ever feel like, you know, you, the, you, these voices come into your head. It's like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough mama. We want to fill you with encouragement next Sunday, moms. We've got these little invitations that you can give to your kids if they're adult kids or if they're like teenager kids or whatever. These uh, invitations are located, I think there are some here on the end of the stage. There's also some in the lobby if you want to get those to your family members to come to church with you. Because hey, it's Mother's Day, you're the queen on Mother's Day, and you get to tell the whole family what to do. Isn't that right, moms, right? That's the way it works at my house, I'll just tell you that. Uh, but also, uh, I want to remind you about something called tribal orientation. And so those of you that are new to City Tribe and you're trying to figure out if you want this to be your church, you know, it's kind of, it's like you make it Facebook official or whatever, you know, where you define the relationship and like, this is my church. So um, that happens, that class happens right next door in the cafe 
at 1 p.m. During the 1 p.m. service, we offer that class of tribal orientation. So uh, if you'd like to go through that, by all means, at 1 o'clock, go next door to the cafe. Now, the way that we fund all this stuff for, you know, our children as well as for, uh, you know, our teenagers, students, you know, middle and high school students is through our tithes and offerings. And so there are four ways to get that done at City Tribe Church since we don't really pass buckets or plates or anything like that. Uh, you can mail your offerings into the P.O. Box number you see on the screen or the website. You can also text to tithe. You can go to the giving stations that are located near the exits of the theater, or you can just go on our website on any device, citytribe.church slash tithe. So before you guys worship through your financial stewardship, and generosity. Would you mind if I spoke a word of benediction over you? Let's stand up together. And I know it's like a lot of standing and sitting. We're going to get you in shape here at City Tribe Church, bumping around balloons and standing and sitting. So um, if you're comfortable to put your hands in a position to receive, dear brothers and sisters, as you walk from here, may you walk from here as a big bundle of potentiality, realizing your full potential in Christ. You have an amazing Sunday, and we'll see you guys next Sunday on Mother's Day. Bye now. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.